Welcome to the Teacher Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear from teachers who are successful entrepreneurs and learn tips and techniques to help you escape the classroom. Now here's your host, teacher, author, and entrepreneur, Christine Draper. Today, we welcome onto the show, Mark Taylor. Mark is a music teacher. He now hosts the Education on Fire podcast and blog. He remains passionate about both education and music and helps primary school teachers to bring music alive in the classroom. Welcome to the show, Mark. Christine, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Could you start by briefly telling the audience about your music teaching? Yes, so I'm a a drummer and percussionist and I work in three separate schools delivering mainly individual lessons um, across both drums and percussion, um, ranging from age, kind of sort of age eight, age nine, all the way through to 17, 18, um, as they're just about to finish their their, their education here in the UK. Um, So it's across um, girls, it's across boys, um, and it's a very sort of um, it's an exciting prospect in terms of being able to sort of see how their drums and their music fits in with their education as a whole. And I think music teaching is so profitable because it helps in so many areas of life from maths to social to all sorts of things. So it's a wonderful thing to do. It really is. And they really do. Um, I think they do thrive as well. There's something about the the one-on-one that you get to do, which is which is really good. And I think, like I say, some of those skills that they didn't realise that they had come through. And then when that they sort they suddenly spot those, like I say, cross-curricularly is, is into their other subjects as well. They, they, they gain a lot of confidence in, in areas which I think they didn't necessarily believe they had to begin with sometimes. And performing actually makes them get out there and build that confidence as well. So that is so vital in so many life skills and so many things they can do in the future professionally. So that's absolutely fantastic. You started a podcast and a blog called Education on Fire. What are they and why did you choose to do this? So Education on Fire really was a a podcast mainly to begin with. Um, The blog is on there where I share other resources or expand a little bit on the text front um, sort of beyond the podcast itself. Um, The reason I started it was because I was one listening to podcasts and really enjoying them as a as a medium to begin with um and at the time i was working um going into lots of different schools doing whole class music and sort of world music african drumming and samba music and that kind of thing so i was seeing inside the school environment and seeing lots of fantastic work that was going on but what i was sort of hearing from the media and kind of a bit sort of one step removed from school was sort of a, quite a lot of negativity and lots of people struggling and while that is true to some extent I wanted to basically sort of share the positivity that was going on so really the aim of, of education on fire is to share creative and inspiring learning so that whatever teacher or, or parent is listening can think oh I really like that idea I know it's happening in this school or it's happening in this part of the world and I can adapt that in whichever way I can into my school my classroom or my life um, and it's just sharing that idea that anything is possible and there are people out there doing it. And it's a it's a small world now, thanks to the Internet and anything we can share and support people to do. And that's why I really wanted to do it. I have three children who are going through the school system. In fact, one's, one's just left now. And and I thought this is their education now. So whether we like the system or not, we want to give them the best possible opportunity. And I want that to be what's available and I think every teacher that's doing such a fantastic job and every parent that wants to support their child 
the more information you've got, the more things you come across, the more you can recognize that in yourself. And then if you can put that into practice, then we can support children to be their best selves. And that, that's got to be the best way for the future in my mind. Absolutely. Would you recommend podcasting to my listeners as a way of creating content and building an audience? Absolutely. I mean, it's been amazing for me. I mean, as it sort of started as just my voice wanting to sort of share what I was what I was coming across and people wanted to then start to talk to me about it. And I interviewed many people. I think today we released episode 177. Um, and it's really just given me the opportunity to build a large network of people in terms of having conversations with people, in terms of just being able to have your own personalized voice getting out into the world. It's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, you can do it in so many different ways now. There's so much software and and the technology is such that it's available at not a really sort of expensive price point to begin with. And, you know, you can, you can take it as far as you want. And, and I think it just is something which is I like the personal side of it. It's in your ears. It's something that you're sort of talking one-on-one to those people listening. Um, and and I really, really love that. And it's just developed into so many great conversations, but so many great relationships, really. And I think that's really the key. It's the relationships and the person-to-person contacts, which has given me the most pleasure. And it comes from teaching that relationship and that one-to-one contact, which is so vital to that teaching career. You have a membership site called Primary Music on Fire. How does this membership work? So the idea of the membership was, um, I said to that with a friend of mine, and we were often asked, we want to do more music in schools. And it's sort of, it's sort of slightly further and further down the curriculum these days. But, you know, what do you remember? You remember the Christmas concerts, you remember the, the end of year concerts and the celebrations of children performing. And it's such an important thing, like, like, like you said earlier on, you know, that confidence building and what children get out of that. Um, and teachers were wanting to do it, but weren't quite sure of the skills they needed or the resources that they needed. And, and one of the things that I've been passionate about is that, you know, especially in primary education, the ability for every person to be able to teach it in some form or another at the very base level was really important. So we came up with this idea of a pyramid, um, which was basically to share the, the, the first steps, the things which teachers might not have been taught when they were training, but to be able to then put it into place so that every child could get the opportunity to hit, have these sorts of lessons through the teacher, but in the classroom. So we've got sort of the very basic rhythm games. We had uh, the very sort of basic singing games, as well as sort of ukulele and boom whackers and recorders and samba and, and all manner of other things as well. But it kind of starts at that base level of what can you do today? You know, get the children into the hall, get them sat down. Here's a rhythm game you can do. And then we, we take it from, from there and then we um, sort of share resources after that but the, the the reason for the membership site is an idea was because again it's that community feel we wanted to have an opportunity to speak to people what is it they wanted to do how could we help them because that's what we were doing and certainly carol who i run it with you know every every day in schools so he was asked those questions you know what can i do how can i get it started what can i do to sort of make this impact in children's lives and so we thought well let's just answer those questions but we'll put it all in one place and have all these things and people can just sign up and then actually get access to it but then if they want to know more we've got a private facebook group and we've got a we've got a community there and, and we do q and a each month that we can answer those questions as they decide to build and, and help them sort of as individually as we can and i guess for you as a business owner it gives that recurring income that is so longed for by many business owners as well 
Yeah, it really is. And I think that's the thing about the the membership model as such is that we don't have an open and door closed policy. It's open all the time and people can come and join at whichever point they they can and they can get the resources that they need as they join all in, all in one go. But like I say, it's that kind of regular revenue. And also because of the community idea, we're able to support them and produce more more resources which then is more revenue and it's much easier to sort of sell the whole package and understand what the philosophy is behind it and what we're trying to achieve that it is just to say here's how you play this instrument or here's what you're going to do for that particular thing and 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 that for me is just is just a harder thing and i, I like the idea of the all-encompassing which i think is why memberships are so so great what advice would you offer a teacher who is considering starting a membership I think the first thing is just to kind of embody and embrace what a membership is. So um first of all, you know, do you belong to any? You know, is there you know, there for example there's um teachingpacks.co.uk which is a, a fantastic teachers resource um, membership which is I think it's only around 20 pounds just over 20 pounds for a year and you get some absolutely fantastic resources so it doesn't have to cost the world to do that I mean our, our primary music membership is only I think it's 24.99 for an entire year as well we lots of them are very cheap but what it, that means is is that for the the price of a few cups of coffee you can actually get inside a membership and understand how it works understand how it feels understand what works for you you know as a as a paying customer um i think that's one thing which would really help the other is just to surround yourself with other membership owners and that doesn't mean to say that you needed to have set everything up to begin with but the um one fantastic place to go is the membership guys and they have a podcast and so you can start to listen to what being a membership owner is all about and the sorts of things which you come up across and then you sort of get a feel for what that is and then you can start to you know be part of a community of, of listeners and then you know opportunities arise then you start to hear about the the facebook group or you start to understand where you can get a trial or you can you can get access to more and more people and then and then it starts to grow so i think my main advice would be you know surround yourself in the world that you want to become into and experience it in whichever way you can whether it's free content or whether it's paid content and then from there you get a sense of what it is that you want to produce and how you want to show up for the people that you're going to be creating this content for and that's the most important thing you know they're going to come because they want you to be part of their world and for you to support them so understanding what you're about first of all and how that works in this particular format i think then sets you up for a really good starting point and i'd agree with mike and kelly from the membership guys as being a really good point to look for membership material and i'll link to their website and podcast in the show notes how do you advertise your membership and your products I can do it through my podcast, which we've done. We had a whole launch season and I had a whole music season as part of the podcast. So that's one thing that I was able to do because I had the podcast as well. Um, and so we were able to link to that and actually take people on that journey. That was a very successful way of doing it. Um, and I think the other thing is to is to remember that people come because they want value and they want their questions answered. And so one of the things which I think is really important is just to be 
in in the environment of of that kind of question and answer so i was involved in lots of facebook groups and and lots of places where people were just asking questions and don't go in there and just plug your membership or plug something that you've got to sell just go and give value go in and be supportive find out the sorts of questions give the answers that they need and actually just be a valuable member of the of the community in, in the in the niche that you're wanting to get into and then every now and again someone will want a specific thing and you'll have the answer and um and and certainly as an example for our primary music on fire was the fact that every now and again someone says oh i need a, a beginner ukulele um session or i want to do some boom whackers or something like that and we've, we've got a free course that you can go and do that and, and and they can just then link that to our website and the membership area and then people can can do that and then there's that direct link but it's not something i want to be doing all the time it's something which every now and again is a, a percentage of the way i show up for other people i'm able to do great advice do you have any advice for teachers starting out on their entrepreneurial journey? I think the biggest advice would be, why is it that you're wanting to do the entrepreneurial journey to begin with? Um, because part of it is you want to know which area that you want to head into, you know, so what niche are you wanting to do? What problem are you solving? And also you need to know why you're wanting to head in that direction as opposed to just staying in the classroom or, or being a teacher in whichever um, situation you're in because it may well be that if you're branching out it's because you want a different lifestyle or you want a different set of working hours or you want to work with people in a different way and that can be all or nothing or for most people it's often kind of dipping your toe in as a side hustle or starting something and then maybe changing so and, and it's going to be different for every single person but I think having a really clear idea of why you're doing it but also how you want your life to look as well will be really, really important. What hours? Where do you want to be? Is it location-based? Do you want to niche down to a particular area of expertise? You know, in which case, what is that and how does that look? And I think when you have all of those different things written down and you get an idea of what it is that you want, then the rest of it comes out from there but i think it's much easier to start from from who you are and what you want and how you want to serve people than it is to think right now i want to be an entrepreneur i'm going to set a business what type of business should that be or how does it look i think you get there from all of those small steps to begin with now at the beginning you said that you taught up to 17 18 year olds who are about to leave school and your membership is specifically primary music can you say why you niche down to primary music and not just music teachers in general um, absolutely. So the secondary school system generally has a music department of some description. It might just be one teacher that does music and then covers GCSE and A-level. In primary schools specifically, that often isn't the case. There's usually a music coordinator, but that can be someone who is musical which fingers crossed it is but less and less these days that's not necessarily the case it might just happen to be the teacher that had played an instrument at some point in the past it might be the teacher that just didn't quite get their hand up in time when they were trying to get something else I mean sometimes it just is sort of almost the last person in the room because nobody wants to do it because it's so far out of people's comfort zones and that's why we wanted to set that up which is kind of to support support those people so that actually the primary sector generally falls into sort of two categories you either have a school that understands loves music and everything which it can give to the children in which case they often are set up in a really um, fantastic way to do that or those that want to but don't really know how to go about it and that's kind of why we decide that 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 was going to be the case um 
and it originally started as my speciality because I was working in a prep school in London, originally do, doing drums and percussion teaching. Um, but then I did the initial sort of um, younger years, um, key stage one, and actually some of the nursery as well, doing whole class music. Um, and it was based very much on rhythm games, but learning the essence of the essence of the parts of musical skills. So that as they started to get further down the school, they all then learnt an instrument. They all started to be part of an ensemble, um, and but they had all of those skills in place already, and that was a really exciting thing to do. So I sort of got the idea of how all of that kind of worked from just putting those small essences, those small bits of skills in place as they then went through. Um, through to sort of the end of their their primary experience um and, and it was actually at the, interestingly at the same time i set a company up called rhythmically speaking um which was based on sort of world music with the then director of music in that particular school and he was a trumpet player friend of mine um and we were kind of doing that wider opportunities in first access before that was ever a thing back in the sort of the, the early 2000s because we knew that you could bring whole classes of children together to learn all of these skills in a fun and exciting way and then you can sort of deliver the more sort of academic side of it around it and and that, that was a fantastic thing to do and and we sort of realized that people were looking for this because we did a we did a joint um video session with um the musicians union and a and a teaching website called t um musicteachers.co.uk and they asked to come along and record some of our sessions and we broke it down into into 12 different sessions really to do sort of samba music and, and whole whole school music but the first um, video, which I think has now got something like 650,000 views and it's literally getting rhythm going it's children sat clapping having a pulse and an idea of how you get that going and so it, it just became apparent that it's it's that kind of teachers looking for that younger age group just to get the ball rolling which is what people really were, were wanting support with and so therefore that just sort of it sort of gives you the answer that you need in terms of where that help is needed and, and where the speciality isn't maybe quite there and that's when you can step in and maybe fill that gap absolutely and i think knowing where that help is needed is very vital because if the help's not needed then you won't have that customer base that you will on something that is really needed. Absolutely. Any final words of wisdom? I think one of the, the biggest things I, I would say is do something which really lights you up. I mean, hence the name of my podcast, Education on Fire, it is really kind of that, you know, what is it that makes you want to get up in the morning? Because the one thing about being an entrepreneur, the one thing about being involved in education and teaching is the fact that, you know, you it can be difficult you know there's lots to do the entrepreneurial journey is something which is a marathon and definitely not a sprint there's lots of steps to get to where you want to go and there's lots of setbacks as well as some really inspirational days where you feel like it's all coming together and so you really want to make sure that because you you have to take that long-term view for the marathon idea you want to make sure it's something which really lights you up so that even on the the slightly harder days or the ones where you're thinking you're putting all that working and maybe you're not progressing as much as you want to or as fast as you want to you still know that there's something there which is you've got to really share with the world and I think if you've got that then you're in a great starting point yeah something you're going to be living and breathing for a very long time putting lots of hours into it you might as well do that with something that you are passionate about and is also really useful and helps people and makes a difference William Butler Yates said education is not filling of a pail but the lighting of a fire and I know you use that quote on your website through your entrepreneurial path, you strive to light the fire of learning by helping others bring a passion in music to their classrooms. 
If my audience wants to know more, where is the best place for them to find you? So the best place is to go to educationonfire.com and through there you can get access to all the podcasts and the blog and there's also access there to Primary Music on Fire as well and then there are direct links then should you want to listen to the podcast and any other platform but yeah educationonfire.com is the place to go. And of course all the links will be in the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Christine it's been fantastic talking to you and hopefully there's uh, there's some elements there that can really support people and if uh, if anyone wants any further help or support I'm always happy to to speak to someone so you can get in contact with me through my website as well so best of luck to everybody and um yeah fingers crossed you, you get the success that you deserve that's very kind of you thanks a lot mark bye for now thank you very much for listening to our podcast we'd love to connect with you at te.media